Hi, and welcome to the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and with me today I have Dylan and our special guest for the Kobe World Review, Amy Hay of the Five Star Network. You're back on the uh, on the podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Uh, you guys can't keep me away, apparently. <laughs> I'm like a fungus. I just keep coming back. <laughs> but um, no, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be on with uh, Dylan as well, because I've never been on with Dylan. It's usually just been me and you. So really excited for that. Really excited to preview the show, as well, review the show even, because um, I had a blast watching it. And one match in particular was just out of this world. So thanks for having me, because I'm really excited to talk with you guys about this. I am very excited to have you on, too. I mean, it's the first time we were on the same show together, as you mentioned. I've always been a fan of what you did when you did your shows with Sandre before as well. And you had a great written preview, too, on the Five Star Network. I always want to put that over because obviously we have the podcast network and everything on there. But a lot of the written stuff uh, with people like UK and, and people with the interviews we did, too, all of those things on there are well worth reading as well so i really want to say thank you for putting your expertise into the preview putting all that hard work in there and hopefully we have a lot of fun on this show too obviously i'm, I'm very goofy and not as smart as, <laughs> as you so it, it'll be fine I'm oh sure. thank you <laughs> yeah it uh, it made sense to bring on the fourth the fourth dragon for since yannick will be traveling from osaka to tokyo soon so he's probably catching as much sleep as possible uh, and he didn't want to try to to, to record the, the day, second day he is in Japan. <laughs> so, it's good. We had, we of course had one we could rely on, and that, and that, is, that is you, Amy. So, I'm <laughs> really hyped about you being back on. And we have a super big show to talk about. Uh, as you said, as Dylan said, you wrote the preview for this show. But this show we previewed earlier this week also on this show. And I think I think this show in the long run delivered what my ex- my expectations of it. At least the three the three last matches delivered what I wanted from Kobe World this year. You know, I think that this is gonna be an interesting show to look back on. Because, obviously, we were talking off the air a little bit that this show did a really strong number uh, yeah. for, for this year. Not just in DG, but, like, also in Japan. I mean, this was... Because there's been a lot of talk about how Japanese wrestling in general... I know if anybody listened to that Jay interview he did on Open the Voice Gate, he was talking about how rough things are in Japan, not just for DG, but for all the companies. So you see a, a show like this... The number it did was right there. It was above 2018, actually, and right below 2019, which was the last year before the pandemic. So you look, look at yeah. And we were talking about it, too. Whatever drew them, if it was uh, Hiromu, the spectacle of the cage or the mask or whatever it was, I think anybody after the main event, the card will go through, we'll talk about the matches, but the main event specifically, I don't know how you could walk away from that and not be satisfied at the end of the day with this show, with the main event being what it was. So I think you have to really praise all of those five in particular to really making this show as like special and successful as it was. 
yeah like I'd say like parts of the show under delivered and other parts of the show really for me over delivered you know yeah. I thought the final three matches were fantastic and I got a lot of, out of the Brave Gate match as well um I was definitely like the high person on the Brave Gate match but I really got a lot out of that as well and I think overall when you look at the guys who shone out on this on this show it was the raid were six really as well as like the guys in the cage each match on the show had like someone from the Ray were six show out so I think if you're someone in Dragon Gate and you're thinking okay are these the right guys I've picked I think you can be really satisfied that those guys are going to go out and deliver big time and that the audience is going to be really into them but yeah I really like the show overall yeah um of course Yamek sent a whole like his thoughts on the show and I will shout them out when we talk about each match and stuff like that because he 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 has some thoughts on every match. Um, this show did the two first matches did not make tape. They were they were dark matches in the most traditional sense that we are not able to watch them. Yannick, however, was able to watch them because he was in the crowd and he said we missed nothing. <laughs> so th that's that's good. But yeah, uh, we this show of course did five hundred. And the 5,150 fans in the Kobe World Memorial Hall, the biggest number uh, Dragon Gate has done in the 2020s. It is a really good number coming off a, a really low year of pro of pro wrestling attendances. So this for this being Dragon Gate's number this year is really good and has blown. <laughs> my expectations out of the water. Yeah, I think that you have to, again, give credit to the cage match. I definitely think Hiromu and Shingo being hyped for the show did a, a huge help as well. But they took it, like I said, with that main event. Sometimes big shows, I mean, look at Noah earlier in the year with the Keiji Muto Dome show. I mean, that was the biggest show of the whole year. It was even bigger than Wrestle Kingdom. But yeah. they really didn't get anything out of that mm -hmm. going out of it, for, you know, forward. I think with a show like this that DG put on, they have a lot that you can look forward to going forward. Obviously, it's really cool that we're going to talk about King of Gate 2 a little bit later. That They're jumping right into that. They have a chance now to, you know, they may have sacrificed the last month or so we talked about in terms of the big builds to certain things and everything like that. But the way they've set it up now, they have a chance to roll on and continue that momentum they can get from this and really gain something from this show, which I think is always as important as the number itself when you see certain things happening. But I think this show, you got the, you had to have left the show feeling confident about where they're going in the future. For sure. And uh, let's get on with the review. Match 1. Dragon Daya, La Estrella, and Eita defeated Kagetora, Yuti, and Taro Noashi of Michinoku Pro Wrestling. This match won Dylan the pre prediction, uh, and that might be the uh, longest thing part of it. <laughs> you won the prediction <laughs> for this show because of this, uh, because of picking Dragon Dial Eight and Last Real. This was two minutes and forty six minutes, and it uh, ended when Dial pinned UT after hitting the DDDDT. So yeah, this was a two minute sprint. They did a lot in those two minutes, but. It was nothing more. Than that. It didn't feel that short, even though it felt short. It didn't feel like two minutes. Yeah, because they did a lot. Jesus. <laughs> they were they worked really fast. 
I think we need to acknowledge I'm the champion of the predictions on the Kobe World Show. We have to give it up to me right now. <laughs> acknowledge myself for this right now. I'm the opposite of Roman Reigns. I only acknowledge myself. I don't need the other. Nobody else acknowledges me. Only me. So I'm very happy to have won this. Thank you, Dragon Dia. Always my guy on the preview show. I stood up for him. I, I talked him up. I said he needed to be doing something bigger on the show. And that did not happen. I mean, this was literally, like you said, a two-minute match. But that's okay, because he performed good. Give me Daya and UT singles match yes. is what we need to have here. That's my, That was my takeaway from all of this. Yeah, for sure. Like my, my big... What was longer? This. Uh, so, sorry to interrupt you, Amy. I was going to say, what was longer? Uh, this or the opening video package they had for the show? Think <laughs> I think the opening video package was longer. <laughs> I think the Wake Up and Go song was longer. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I just wanted to add on the like, if UT can keep all his bones attached, like build that, build that guy up for the Brave Gate because I really want to see UT and Daya, and I also really want to see UT and Ishin. So build that boy up if his knees can stay intact. The funny thing is, though, this was not, this was not the shortest match on the, on the show. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. UT, keep, be healthy. I hope I really need that. Uh, here's another question for y'all: Did Ata bump in this match? Uh, did he? <laughs> okay, I, just want, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything in, in this because yeah, the others were doing great things. And Ata, I mean, listen, I'm here for the paycheck, <laughs> I think was his motto uh, for this match. Yeah. Well, Ata probably a lot of easy paychecks on this show, but Ata and Taro Nohashi probably the, the biggest two. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, we can't forget about Nohashi. Literally just came and did yeah, a because what... and got a Kobe World payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why Genius. would you use this match? <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next match, the Open the Brave Gate title match, our first title match of the night. Ishan defeated Jason Lee after 8 minutes and 20, uh, 27 seconds when he hit a. Oh, what did he hit? I, don't I think remember. it's a Scrap Buster. Yeah, yeah, Scrap Buster, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I I don't know how I, how I feel about this. Um, Yannick, by the way, said that opener was fun, but he he, it, he felt he felt uh, cheated by UT and Daya having such great chemistry, and then the ju it just ending. And uh, about this match, he said that he is he loves Asian, but he's not sure about the, the title result and the. He thought that Jason Lee was maybe the one of the best wrestlers he has ever seen live. His performance was really good, and the match was good, but nothing more than that. And Jason was the most over. And I think Yannick ran this match down pretty well there. It, I thought this was really... It started off really hot. Ishan did well in the Brave Gate style, but I wasn't a fan of him winning. But after kicking out of the Maximum Driver and rolling away from the Hong Kong Tornado, eh, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I know, Amy, a Amy you've got yeah. a lot to say, but I have to say this first. 
because I was talking to Sandre about this, I was speculating, because as we all know, I am a full-blown, I might be the leader of the anti-Ishin agenda on this show, but something happened that made me, I, I've, I've, I'm intimidated by you on this match a little bit, and that is the fact that Fashion Gate yes. happened the day before, and I felt like that would put you up to maximum power. And so I'm not going to say anything bad about uh, Ishin right now, but I will ask you this, because I think there's a very interesting way we could go about this. When This is your wheelhouse. You are the foremost expert, really, in the whole world when it comes to not just DG, but wrestling fashion, I would say. Oh, yeah. uh, I, need to, I need to get my old jacket. You need to grade my old wrestling gear that I have to see how I would match it up. But I need, I need to know... Who wins the style battle between Jason and Lee? Never mind the match, but Jason and Ishin, because to me, this is my breakdown, okay? And we'll see if you agree with this or not. Definitely gear, style, in terms of fashion, truly, Jason way ahead of Ishin. But... Ishin what... came out with a bone soldier paper mask. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but... Here's here's the, here's the thing you people like you don't understand. Amy understands about what I'm about to say right now. If you're a true fashion magnifico such <laughs> as me, you will know that Jason's hair. What are your thoughts on that? Is that an equalizer for you between these two in the fashion? <laughs> well, if I'm to break it down, Jason did win because the coat was extraordinary. I was like, that is my fashion yes. king. That is my brave gay champion. <laughs> Everyone else just take a backseat. I did, however, love Ishin in the trunks. I thought Ishin in the trunks was a very good look and I kind of want him to continue it. Um, Jason's hair kind of gave me like Vegeta vibes. I don't know if it gave anyone else Vegeta vibes, but it gave me Vegeta vibes. I actually kind of dug it. <laughs> I kind of dig it. This could be his Vegeta story right now though does that you know who is his goku is, besides jfk obviously rousey, right? and i'm just sorry to bring up but ronda rousey did vegeta tribute gear at money in the bank and it went down like a wet fart because she literally looked like she had a sports bra and a massive m on her head whereas jason lee actually yes. did the hair so, i mean jason lee is a fashion king i think that's the moral of the story but honestly i was like new gear for the both of them i was so happy Yes, I'd, you, I mentioned that on Wrestle Update I did with Scott, too, when we talked about Money in the Bank, where she, she came out as Vegeta. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, so I approve of this all. But now that you mentioned I didn't think about it with Jason, but now you mentioned I think the Vegeta hair, that fits. And I think he needs to go down this Vegeta path. I mean, that means he's going to, like, marry, you know, somebody, like, so, you know, super cool and rich and beautiful and all that stuff, since uh, Vegeta got Bulma in the end. Who's Yamcha in DG? God, I don't know enough about Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's well, see. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. So, but what did you think of the match, though? But never mind the hair and the <laughs> attire, which the we, we love talking about. But what about the match? <laughs> yeah, yes. Never mind that part. The important stuff. Let's get to this other thing: the wrestling part see, of things. I got a lot out of this match, and I was expecting a lot because in the few little preview things they did. Ishan and Jason had some very good chemistry and I was very much looking at like the little spots that they were doing and I'm like hang on a sec like if we take this and add 15 minutes onto it this could be really really good now it was only eight minutes I would have loved it if like I thought it was good I think it would have been great if they added five more minutes onto it and that's like a running theme with a couple of the matches on the show but I think for yeah. what we got they really just like 
kicked it into high gear from the first second. They didn't really let up at all. I thought some of Eshan, like Eshan's got a really creative moveset, I think. But some of the ways that they just matched up, some of the pinpoint accuracy on that, there was one Jason Lee drop kick to the back of his neck that was like pinpoint accuracy that was amazing. So it's a case of like, I really liked it. I would have loved it if it got five more minutes, but I do think it was a success. And I am quite excited about a Brave Gate Eshin because one thing I got really out of Jay's interview was that a lot of people in Dragon Gate really do think that Eshin just gets it. Like from that promo that he cut, they really think he just gets what it means to be a champion. And so I'm really kind of excited about that potential maybe being realised with a Brave Gate run. But I am kind of disappointed that we're not getting a, a long Jason Lee run because I was thinking Jason Lee may have held it into the new year. Um, yeah, so I think it's like it's a tale of like goods and bads with this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ishan Ishan's point in the end was driven pretty hard home because one hour later Jason was pretty much <laughs> dancing and acting like nothing had happened. So Ishan was right. The the champions don't even care if they lose. And the like battles. I like that he has that kind of like conviction about it, because yeah, you should be angry if you lose a belt. Like <laughs> you should. Yeah. And the You know, it's a sad thing because Jason is my favorite on yeah. DG, so it's kind yeah. of sad for him to lose. And um, I'm really sad about him losing the title. Yeah, and I don't mind it, though, overall, because at the end of the day, like, Ishin... I I haven't loved his run or anything like that lately, but I like the idea of them getting behind a guy. I'm always in favor of like, hey, if you're gonna go with a guy, if you believe in him, don't half-ass it. Push him over strong. You know, and they did that here. I mean, he got a definitive win. I totally agree with what Amy said about if the match had more time, this could have been not a show stealer because the main event can be <laughs> cannot be stolen from. I don't think, but it could have been a match that is more memorable. And I think that Jason had a lot of gas left in the tank if they wanted to continue his reign. I think he's a great wrestler, obviously, in the ring. I don't think he has that, but I think Ishin. I don't think Ishin has what Jason has in the ring. But I like the idea of them putting over a new guy strong. And that really goes with the vibe of the company right now, that you have a lot of new people at the top, uh, new people doing big things. And I think that this match, it wasn't a show stealer, but I thought... Uh, Ishin hung in there with him enough for an eight-minute match. They did as good of a job as I personally would have expected, and I think, it, like like you said, if it, they had gotten more time, it could have built this into something more than what it was. I think they really could have done something great. But because of what you said, you made a great point about Jason just dancing, you know, Sandra even like later, and the conviction that Ishin has that Amy mentioned. I'm not as down on the title change, even though I, as a fan, I wanted Jason Lee. I want Jason Lee to win all the titles and, and wrestle everybody, but uh, just logic's sake, just analyzing it, I actually don't mind this too much. I like that they got behind a new guy. I hope that they can give him a real run with it, and you know, he can really impress and grow, because at one point, I was a fan of his, and I think he's got that potential uh, that you see there maybe get rid of the paper bag or whatever you were talking about Sandra. I like maybe get rid of that part but everything else uh yeah it was a, a good undercard match though and i that's the thing we got a point of to this whole show really up until you know the main matches this show was such an easy to watch show mm. up and down i mean everything oh, yeah. was was fast-paced uh like well-timed and things like that this kind of encapsulated 
the Dragon Gate that I think you know, and I I've watched for a long time. A lot yeah. of this undercard was can't miss wrestling. It was like don't go away and take a piss break during the match because you'll miss you'll probably miss half the match then. <laughs> it's it, it was definitely like a match a, a the undercard here up until the twin uh, up until Hiromu and Yamato this this show was flowing really well and we'll talk about that later but up until that point this show was really flowing well. If, flowing if well. I could just add as well and this. Um, I think now that they've both had established weigh-in segments, we should have Ishin versus Mochizuki Jr. as yeah. the end game for this title run. That is the end game for the title run, for sure. But what happens if neither of them make weight <laughs> for the title match? Hmm. Change the rules. <laughs> Just fudge the weight slightly. <laughs> no, they could never do that, Amy. They can never lie to us. They should, dragon they game just cut that. to someone like random, like fucking problem dragon, just like altering the scales. <laughs> I love this idea. So, like this is brilliant. Uh, uh, no, I love this idea. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Then in the next match, Keno and Masaki Mochifuki uh, defeated Don Fuji and Shuji Kondo in six uh, six minutes and two seconds. This match ended when Keno hit the PFS on Don Fuji. And I thought this was just fun. Just a fun old, like, old man and Keno going out there and hitting each other hard. Fun stuff. Nobody could dislike Keno and Don Fuji t- together, I think. I mean, this was, like again, like a five-minute match, but it was... How could you not like it, though? And on top of it, here's a here's a fun fact, especially for this show. Keno is and Dragon Gate gets Keno's very first match after Congo broke up. Not Noah. It was DG gets to see the first look at the new and improved Keno going forward. Because Masaki Mochifuki and Keno are forming Dragon Congo. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> And Don Fuji's there too. Yes. <laughs> but ha- come on, when they did, when Kenlo did the Congo pose after the match, and and Mochizuki was just in the behind him <laughs> with the fist bump, also. <laughs> come on, Dragon Congo, Bullet Club Gold. Who? This is Dragon Congo. Let's I do, do that. I do have to shoot on Noah though, because. <laughs> yeah. That this is the long-standing gimmick with rheumatic Good. green dragons. We because have to shoot I them all. I did like it. Don't get me wrong. This is another case of like I think it needed more time because I just loved it too much and I was like I need more of it. But I also like on paper I liked the original match more because I'm just like Kano and Shuji Kondo were such a good team and it just felt really weird that they were up against each other. <laughs> and that's Noah's fault. So I'm blaming pro wrestling Noah for this. <laughs> You know what else was really weird? Shuji Kondo so not weird. in the red gear. <laughs> I'm way too used to it and it sucked. <laughs> um, strong, strong words uh, for the Congo. I mean, Congo really... Would you say that Congo is one of... Not maybe the, but maybe one of the pinnacles of style points 
in wrestling. I mean, look at that red suit Keno had. Keno, but there are a couple of guys in Congo that are having a fashion crisis. I mean, Manabu, Manabu Sawyer looks like a fire hydrant oh. half the time. And, like, who's the one who <laughs> got the numbers in his name? Yeah. He, oh, hey, Roki, high 69. Like, I don't know any better way to say this word, but incredibly slutty trunks. <laughs> Because because of the slits, I'm very Because it's like either you have them as trunks with the slits or just shorts, and it's like it's very weird. <laughs> and I don't get the fashion at all. But Kuno's very very fashionable, very fashionable. I like Kuno a lot. Lots of st- actually, Kuno was in my 2022 Gear of the Year list. So. It's a the lions good, got points. Good. That's how it should be. Yannick uh, said that this match was awesome and it was an incredible atmosphere atmosphere live to see Keno in Dragon Gate and it was really fun. And he said that he when Marshpit hit he got legit goosebumps. And uh, I, I don't doubt it because I would I would be standing up screaming when Marshpit hit live, so definitely understandable. Heartbreak Mosh. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about this match? I thought it. Amy was right. It was too short. A lot of these undercard matches are too short. They they are really fun, and then they end too quickly. Need to get like a better IKEA cage that takes less time to set up. Yeah, <laughs> so they could give more time back to the matches. <laughs> that should be the mission of this show in the future. We need to all put our heads together and design a new cage. That can be put up without lowering it from the ceiling, as that may be too expensive, as, as Jay said. So we need to design a new cage that's like very easy and quick to put up. We we, we got to get on that. that. The rookies were setting it up because <laughs> when I looked, I saw Mochizuki Junior like on top of the cage. <laughs> Somebody like, had to do it. Obviously, like a couple of like actual <laughs> staff members there, but I'm pretty sure like Mochizuki Junior and Tanaka were helping set the cage up. I mean, Dragon Gate does that all the time. Like the 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 wrestlers set up the ring and on every show, and they work the merch stand and all that. So, but yeah. Uh, then in the next match, the Bosho Ten Match Series Revival Match Number Two, Kor- Koromawa Ishikawa versus Punch Tominaga. No, Shingo Takagi. As expected, Shingo Takagi was in town, and he, of course, came out to destroy Koromawa Ishikawa. Which he did in 17 <laughs> seconds after hitting one lyric. And the match was restarted because, of course, it was. Uh, uh, Konomawa wanted another chance. And the, the, the match that led on after that was really fun. It was a five minutes, uh, five minutes and 55 minute, uh, seconds a match that was competitive, had comedy spots, class comedy. Everything you want to expect from it. E- even Don Fuji and, and Punch Tominaga got uh, got lariat and uh, <laughs> got pumping lumbered and it was really fun. And it ended when Fuji threw in the towel while Shingo was, ha- had Konomawa set in for doing The Last of the Dragon. What do you guys think about this? Oh my god. What I do mean, you think, Amy? I want you to year, go year, isn't it? <laughs> 
it was amazing like i love yeah. i love each carl's comedy i think he's like my probably my favorite comedy wrestler ever i just love him but there's just something so funny about him like proper gearing up doing like a stan hansen lariat and just getting the shit knocked out of him. <laughs> no i thought this was I thought this was so funny yeah. there's one spot in particular <laughs> in the second match where He's, he's up on the ropes How about Shingo's the in the opposite corner because he got on the wrong corner and he's, and he's yelling at Shingo to get closer so he can do his rope walk move and he got too close and started telling him to back up <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, this is a truly classic <laughs> this is another thing I mean it's amazing that this whole thing, like, as a, a thing, pretty much, it got more time than the last match. <laughs> Even with, We got more of Ishikawa than Keno on this yeah. show. That that was the priorities for DG on this show. We had to set the standard here. Also, I need to give special credit to the commentary, because we didn't mention this earlier, but in Jason's match, Hoho left, which... Who did they bring in to replace him? My goat. Yoshida, of, yeah. of course. So we needed to bring... <laughs> so of course we got the commentator of the year making appearance. And what happens next? After that match ends, Ho-Ho walks over <laughs> and his first words... After seeing his friend dramatically lose his uh, title, for the record, the, he says, and I quote, <laughs> Hi, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And then we got this match. Jay was on he this was his zone, I think. I, I, I don't wanna put it on him. He didn't say this, but to me I think he had a ton of fun and maybe the most fun of the whole night because he was going on and on about putting over Shingo's Owari gate uh, past yeah. as well and talking about it. This whole situation yeah, honestly, was awesome. Just to add about uh, this is so fun. Well, the fact that Yoshi I, I spent like... most of the eight minute Jason Lee versus Ishid match putting over his Brave Gate run. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I like that the idea of New Japan saying, oh, you're, yeah, you, Shingo can't come in and just squash, squash someone. But then not realizing that it's Konomawa Ishikawa and, and Shingo was going to take like fingers to the uh, to the butt and like he was going to do a lot of silly spots that a, a New Japan top star won't it won't it's it was really funny to see like one of the top stars in New Japan doing like really silly silly stuff with Konomawa Ishikawa. Oh, it was just a classic the the best. The best return shingle, shingle singles match you could have in the Dragon Gate. Exactly what I wanted from this. It was the best. Exactly. And then we move over to the Open the Twin Gate Championship match, title match. M MK, Susumu Mochizuki, and Osushi Kanda defending their titles for the first time successfully. Versus Ben K and Go Class, uh, Ben K and BB Hawk of Go Class. This was eleven minutes, exactly eleven minutes, and I, I felt this was really fun. A ripcord Yokosuka cutter got the win for MK uh, when Susumu pinned BB Hulk. I thought this was really good, but in all honesty, honesty, 
this was the weakest uh, Susumu and Kanda big match this year. You know, I just love that Ben K thought that a double countout would mean they have to split the title up, like they're both champions. So <laughs> I think that was that that was that was my main event of, of the show was Ben K and his antics. But uh, I, you know, it was a good match. Definitely not great, but again, yeah, it felt it felt like the idea of this undercard was like we're we're speed running this. Like we're gonna yeah. go through it and get what we, you know, get the main points. Don't fiddle around with nonsense uh, or any extra stuff. I mean, you, you could say the Ichikawa match probably went longer than you might have thought, but still. Uh, besides that, though, still all short matches, all fun, get to the point type of deal. Not anything that'll be winning the match of the year <laughs> award or anything with this tag match, but it was fun, and I, and I, I still like the Ben B Hulk team. This is the third time yeah. this year that I have been wrong on Susan and Carter. <laughs> and it's, it's a running theme of my year in my preview yeah. i predicted gold class unit supremacy because i thought they were going to win both tag belts yeah yeah we, and, uh, I we, we did also again. <laughs> uh, yasushi kind of continues to shoot on my existence <laughs> no i thought this was like i thought this was pretty good but like hilariously the weakest yasushi kind match of the year which i don't think anyone would ever be saying this time like yeah. <laughs> in any other yeah. way I mean, there were there were some there were some matches oh, in, yeah, the, in the red that ones? were weaker than this, but mm. this was the weakest the weakest big match of their of their year, and then that it it kind of sucks because they have had a such a good year, and all their big matches this year have been like really noteworthy, and this this was more just a yeah, it was there to be. Gone and done, <laughs> you know. And Ben K too has had such a strong year. <laughs> like I really would have loved to have seen him in a major, great match that everyone loved. You know what would have made this and put it over the top? World liner. If we had seen that, we could have gotten it. But we could have gotten there to a big Kanda and Susumu match. But unfortunately, they held it back for us. They took it away. They took away what we wanted. But they still gave us something pretty good. And I, I still like the match. But yeah, that's a great point, actually. This could be the the le one of the lesser Yasushi Kanda matches of the year, which definitely has to be a huge improvement on, on most of his career. It was yeah. uh, it was one of those things where I was I was kind of hoping Hulk was going to bring back the shiny pants after the haircut. He teased me with the haircut. Um... But like, I also think Hulk has had like a quietly really great time since joining Gold Class. I think the move has not only benefited him, but it's benefited people around him. So, you know, I've been really into Hulk. The one thing I was missing in this match, I was missing the tornado. I, we didn't get the tornado Dakapulko. We didn't get Yasushi Kanda nearly kill himself on headbutt again. So the stars are going down, but still very good. I liked it. And then the next match, special singles match, the almighty Yamato, the former ace of uh, Dragon Gate, versus the, the New Japan Junior Heavyweight uh, Champion and Junior Heavyweight ace, Hiromu Takahashi. A special singles match that, in all honesty, honestly, let me down a lot. After 40 minutes and 33 uh, seconds, this uh, got Hiromu the win with with the time bomb two. No, no chopping change. I I was really let down. 
I think that Yamato was living his high-end life here, as he would not let his yeah. uh, high-end gear, and he, he didn't just come in with the gear like he always does. This time, he went to his high-end era here yeah. against Hiromu, and uh, that means it was not high-end, actually, the, the wrestling itself, but Hiromu, you know, he is awesome. So I actually yeah. did not think this was a bad match at all. I, I didn't either. I thought it was yeah. a pretty good match. It's just but underwhelming. It, it could have been way more special, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It, like, the, it was just their floor. You know, they could have gone way higher than their their floor. But it, this, this hit just the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like I said, my, this is the power of low expectations. You can't be disappointed when you have them. So, yeah, I, I thought this was about what I expected, uh, honestly. They could have put a little bit more fire into it, for sure. Uh, another thing, I mean, this was probably one of the longer matches on the show, but it was still only 14, it was under 15 minutes. You know, 14-15, 14-30 here. So, yeah. I, I think that they did all right. You know, we knew Hiromu was going to win. Like, there wasn't a lot of drama to be had, no matter what they did. And Yamato again, high, his high end life continues. <laughs> I think no, no matter what happens, no matter what group he would join, he will always wave the flag of high end in my heart. Uh, Yamik, as usual, being a uh, Yamato uh, denier, he said jet lag hit, and I was not into this match at all. I desperate, desperately tried to stay awake, but uh, the crowd kept me awake by being really hot for the two. The two big stars, and I I think that can be the biggest. Yeah, the crowd was. was I thought the crowd was pretty hot through the whole show, to be honest. But yeah, they really really did like did like this match, which was great. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about this match before I move on? (laughs) No, we got to talk about a great match. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, first, first, it in the post match, it seemed like Hiromu wanted another match with the, with Yamato, and he even teased it being for the junior junior heavyweight title, the IWC no! junior heavyweight title. But I don't think that is happening at all. There's no, re- I don't think the rematch is happening. <laughs> I will no, say that Hiromu we don't want that. Rocked. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> and you, and Yamato coming out with all the with all the yeah, that, that, that was really funny. That was they good. were they were trolling a, they were they were trolling a lot. They were trolling a lot in the opening part of it. <laughs> then in the next match, the first really standout match of the show, in my opinion, the opening triangle title match, Go Class, Kota Minora, Minorita, and Narukidori, the OG Go Class, defeated Natural Vibes, Big Boss Shimizu, Jackie Vungi Kame, and Casey in 12 minutes and 31 seconds when Kota Minora hit the Firebird, spl- uh, the Firebird driver on Casey. And oh my god, this match was good. I thought this was the first really standout match of the show, and it was so fun to see the all these guys, all these guys just go out there and have fun. Casey was on some shit in this match. He was the solely MVP of this match. He was doing so much great, great stuff. What do you guys think about this? I thought that. JFK stole the show for me. Uh, this company, I hate it now. I hate Dragon Gate. 
because they will not let my boy have nice things no matter what I say, no matter what I do, no matter what I wish for, my prayers, they're not answered in this company. Jackie Funky Kame, that is the dude. We need to see more of him. We need to give him all the titles. We need to... I mean, he's listen, this man is a two-time Triangle Gate champion. But they both... They, he, they couldn't defend the title. I mean, that's kind of the story of the title. But him and, and Minorita, I thought, was just awesome on top of it. Those two really stood out for their teams, in, in my opinion. I thought they looked great. But everybody did good. You know, like, there was anybody you could point to and they were good. KZ was awesome. You had... Uh, Midnora, I thought was one of his best performances. Big Boss, like Big Boss and Minorita, give me more of that. I'm all, I'm all about all of this. Yeah. And I thought this match was just freaking awesome. Like, like to me, this was the second best match on the show. Yeah, for me, it's for the me, third it's best. best. Well, freaking <laughs> loved it. I think for me, Minorita was the star because, but I think like Jackie and Minorita like were the best guys for their team. I just loved them. But I think Minorita and Shizu's Yoshi Tonic spot was insanely timed. That was so good. And I think I always talk about how like good of a base Diamante is, but Shimizu is an incredible base as well. And I think he really got to show that off in this match because they gave him and Minorita like a lot to work with, which I was really, really into. Um, Need more of this. I need more of Vibes and Gold Class. Not a fan of Minora's haircut, (laughs) but I am a fan of like Minora's wrestling when he's wrestling like this. Um, yes. It's scary though. And it's the mini belt was iconic. Like the, the cult. Oh. Yeah. And you don't need to be in the dream game. Yes. Get like the mini keys. <laughs> Gotta keep the gimmick going. Oh. No. Do it. <laughs> Still teeny tiny keys. That would be so funny. The mini keys. Oh. Uh, uh, this is the gimmick that I wanted John Silver to have. That so would be awesome. <laughs> Someone's doing yeah, it. <laughs> the thing is, I never thought of that, but now that you've put it in my head, I, I could never forget it. <laughs> as, as long as this company will exist, I will think about what could have been if we got the mini key dragon, you know, Dreamgate run. But yeah, I this was. A pretty great match, and I am really happy that Kota Minora and Minorita Noriki Doi are, are the Triangle Gate champions. Because, first of all, it's really cool to see Noriki Doi being in a like actual story now in Dragon Gate, not just being the freelancer. So, he, him now being a champion should lead to a, them being ha, having more big Noriki Doi matches. And he has had a great year so far this year, so. That that's a good thing. Time to gold up Doi right now, and I don't mean the belt. I mean we got to get him in some gold class gear now. Yeah, bring back the gold. (laughs) That is, yeah, probably probably likely. (laughs) Um, it uh, it is a shame that Casey Big Bush, Shimizu, and Jackie Funky made only got one defense in. They they didn't even get a successful defense. They only had this one. Uh, but that is the that is the curse of the Triangle Gate titles. It's the hardest and title to keep. Heel turn as well. For a reason. Please, please yeah. give us main event Shimizu. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that when you talk about the King of Gate. Then in the next match, first of our main of our two main events, 
they uh, advertise this show as a double double main event show, and I think this Dreamgate title match delivered on that promise because this is one of my favorite matches of the year. The Open the Dreamgate uh, Championship match, Madoka Kikura defending for the first time versus Yuki Oshioka, the two best in-ring wrestlers in Dreamgate this year, in my opinion, and what a match. Both got big match intros. They both were like really get it. It seemed like they were both ready for this match to be a show, be like the exact thing that it needed to be, which was a match that put both of them on the map and said, "We are the the two big stars of this company." I thought this was look like looking this during the match. The way Yuki worked was very Yamato-like. And the way Kikura answered was very Shingo-like. And it got me thinking, this is the 2020s version of Shingo Takagi versus Yamato. And I was just really liking that idea. <laughs> of course, it's headcanon, but I was really liking it. Uh, what do you guys think about yeah, this? Yes, so I loved it. Amy, um, why don't you take this one? I think, like, Kukuta in general, and I'm not even just talking about in Drangate, but just in wrestling, I think has had such a good year. I think he's had a year where he's just rarely done anything wrong. He's done a lot of things right. He's been great in tags. He's been great in singles. Um, and this also lends itself to a point out about Shun Skywalker later on, but we'll just wait for that. But I think he's just been such a good baby face. And it was when this match was booked, like the build wasn't really there and it was sort of just being booked as a friendly contest. So I was kind of thinking, is something going to happen with Yoshioka? I'm actually really pleasantly surprised yeah. that Yoshioka hasn't turned heel and that they're all just good because I wouldn't touch breaking up D-Courage for anything. But I thought the work was really good. I like that, um, what was it, a Death Valley bomb that Yoshioka did. I think it was like something like a Death Valley bomb and I kind of just need him to just add that to his moveset now because it was amazing. I suppose like the only critique I had was the, and it was kind of a critique I had in um, Madoka Kakuda versus Shun Skywalker, but I think that one was a bit better explained because the match was more built around the arm and pushing through the arm injury. It's that I thought he didn't sell the knee as much near the end as I probably would have liked him to. But other than that, I mean, I really did enjoy this match. I liked how they braked up the different sections of the match as well. Um, and yeah, I just really like the result. I like that they're both still friends. And I think this is a, this really lived up to expectations. Yeah, I think that's a good point, because I thought the same thing, actually, uh, about the leg at the end, considering how they worked the match, especially the early going. I thought that this was the match where I thought the crowd could have actually been more up for it, for what I was expecting. Like, these two have been pushed as the big stars in the last two years. And maybe it was the build, maybe it was me, and I was zoning in my own head or something, but I just didn't get the vibe of this being as big as it could have been. And in general, I think that the match, the thing is, it was good. Like, I liked it. I would definitely recommend watching it. But this didn't, especially compared to the cage match afterwards, I think that solidified my thoughts on this, that this was kind of disappointing for me, actually. Like, when you look at these two on paper, I expect greatness. Like, you know, like legendary matches and things like that. I think Yoshioka, again, maybe it was the build and maybe I was in my own head a little bit. Uh, especially since you guys liked it so much, I may give it a, I, another chance later. I, I actually think you are, but yeah. 
<laughs> and I'll give it a chance later uh, there. I, I don't know what the general thoughts are, but I was all I'll say is when you told me that, because I didn't know how many people were at the show, but I thought about this match and I thought the crowd did not lift this up, actually. Uh, so I was very surprised to hear that strong number. But I mean, the main event obviously changed things, but I, you know, I didn't. Dragon I thought it was Gate, a good match. Dragon Gate is historically bad at miking their own crowds. We can't. Yeah. Young that, that, said they were really hot for this, so <laughs> I, well, I, I, I tr- yeah. The thing is, Dragon Gate has always, always been bad at miking their crowds. Like and they, that is I've true. Always heard rip- like uh, people say that the crowds are really hot, but we can't hear it on the feed. I really liked Yoshioka in this match, though. <laughs> I oh, will yeah. say, I actually thought he was channeling Kobashi <laughs> a little bit here. That's the reason why I like Yoshioka a lot uh, on this roster, especially is that he. He goes to references outside of DG a lot with no. Tanahashi, and then now this. Uh, he's like a really well-rounded performer, and that's why I think he's going to do so good in the N1. I also think, again, the heat of it all wasn't there for me. I think if if they had not announced him for the N1 before that, I would have bought into this a little bit more, actually. Yeah. I think in general. That's, a, that's another issue that I had. I said it on the preview show, uh, because I, I, I'm with you, Amy. There's no reason to break up D-Courage. You know, this is a successful group up and down. They could have teased something with a turn. That would have made it a little bit more chaotic and spicy. But I think it, the grand scheme of things, you have to keep this group together because they're just a winning group. They're all great, like, in their own ways. I think I'd like to see a rematch of this match down the line. I think they actually do have a better one in them. Again, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know the general... As much as I really like this match, they definitely have a better one in them. I but I, I, I of course am a bit biased because these two are my favorite wrestlers in the company. I I can't lie. I was I was at, at the edge of my seat during the whole match because these two are the two I'm the most invested in in the whole company. And they deserve deservingly so. <laughs> like yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and like Yoshioka is right up there for me as well. And Kakuda is right up there as well. Like, they, like Amy, everything Amy said about his year is so true. And it's not like they did anything particularly wrong outside of like some minor quibbles that we made. Yeah. <laughs> like the, little, the opening part was maybe a little yeah, slow I mean, as well. I've, but uh, I still think Kakuda and Shun was better earlier this year. Like the, I thought definitely that this I, wasn't that bad. had more emotion to it. Yeah. Uh, like because, that, that because of the story. The, the yeah, story it, for that was more. No, sorry. I think it, yeah, exactly. But I think like the work here the was good. I, you go, Amy. Sorry story, to go. If you get me. Like it didn't. It didn't feel like it. Just sort of felt like this is the beginning, and then maybe like oh, yeah. see Good five point. years down the line when we've had like say six or seven Kukusa versus Yoshio, because we can look at back at this one and be like, that's where it all started. Uh, as I said, Yamato and Shingo Takagi. <laughs> if you look at it like that, then I think that this was a really good match. And I think it was yeah. a really good match no matter what, because the wrestling was good. I think the wrestling, like if you just look at the in-ring stuff, like never mind the character work or anything like that, this was probably better than like that shoot match if you just like yeah. execution-wise. I, I, was... I saw a lot of people say that this was a better wrestling match than Shun and, uh, yeah. and Kikuro. Yeah, but this didn't have the emotion and the story yeah, that that, that was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But if you look um, at it like Amy said, is like, and that's kind of like this whole show in a nutshell, actually. Like, if you look at it, this was more set up the future than necessarily the end of the story. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, not to not to say Cody Rhodes finished the story or anything like that, but like, uh, it's more like 
you know, Dragon it was Gate... set up for the bigger things in the future of Dragon Gate. And exactly. I, think I, I'll talk about this more later, but I think it's yeah. such a perfect jumping on point for anyone. Oh, totally agree with that. Yeah. But, um, I another thing I need to shout out in this match: the battle hook to the lariat, then the lariat to the battle hook. What an awesome sequence! <laughs> I thought that was so good. Uh, but yeah, in the in the finishing stretch, the second right hand of God after Yuki Oshoka had kicked out of the first right hand of God, Discus Lariat, a second one got kicked out of the win. I didn't say that before. <laughs> it was 23 minutes and 22 seconds. Yannick's, Yannick was really high on this match. He said it. Uh, it he he, he uh, was really tired from the two previous matches. The Triangle Gates had not had been good, but he he had been still jet lagged a bit, and he was when this match flipped the switch. He was very into it, and uh, I I definitely think that that that's the same for the crowd because I even though we didn't hear it much, I think a lot of people were into this from looking at just what people said about it, and. Uh, even in my Discord on the li- live stream, everyone was into this match. So mm. I love the counter to the hip attack that Yoshioka had in this match too. I oh, thought yeah. that was a great spot. Yeah. I, I... Yeah. yeah. I, as I said, the two best wrestlers in the company this year, and I don't think that's our. Ar- I don't think people can argue with that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's totally true. Even if I didn't love this as much as you guys, I still really like. I said I don't want to sound <laughs> negative on it. I think if. Somebody was actually negative. I'd sound like the hero, but now I gotta yeah. be the bad guy uh, on the show. But I still really liked it, though. I definitely recommend it. And I'd like you said, these are the two best like in-ring wrestlers that the company's had all year. And then the main event after a um, almost thirty-minute uh, intermission. But the main event came: uh, the Mascara contra Mascara five-way steel cage survival match. Dragon, uh, well. Ultimo Dragon, Dragon Kid, Strong Machine J, Shun Skywalker defeated Diamante after 37 minutes and 51 seconds. This, my god. Oh boy. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot to talk about in this match. Of course, the rules were you, the, each wrestler's mask will be placed on the top of the cage and you have to ca- capture your mask to escape. Before the match happened, I thought that you had to capture the mask, then climb over. But you only had to go and get up and get your mask. And I think I like that better because, and I think that that rule was there so that Ultimo didn't have to climb, <laughs> climb over the cage, uh, because he seemed like he w- he barely could climb up there to get the mask in the first time. I I felt so bad for Ultimo during the opening parts of this <laughs> because he seemed like he was struggling when he was climbing. So it was obvious why Dragon Kid was put into this. <laughs> I think we have to acknowledge that that's true, and I think we have to give Ultimo credit, because I do think the idea, even as we all know, that he was never going to lose his mask, but I do think putting him in that situation is a draw somewhat. <laughs> like, that probably helped a lot of people get more, like, if you're an old-school fan, like, really have respect or the legend that is Ultimo Dragon, you get a lot of emotional attachment to that, even though in reality, 
we knew he wasn't going to lose, and it was what it was. He, but he tried his best <laughs> to climb this cage. He, he, there wasn't a lot of wrestling that he brought to the table, but there was climbing. And if you are a climbing fan, then this match brought it to you. But Dragon Kid refusing to take his own mask and escape because he needs to. It was when they were in the submission so and you just bounced so right in. Like <laughs> I just. <laughs> Yeah, I I loved how Ho Ho on commentary was like, "Hey, why does he hate Dragon Kid so much?" Like talking about Ultimo Dragon, like why does Ultimo hate DK so much? On uh, there, I thought that was so funny. Also, highlight of the match was Jay bringing up Ho Ho's big rival, Black Ho, as they mentioned on the Open the Voice game. That was my main event of this show. Uh, but man, I I will yeah. run through the eliminations before we talk about the match as a whole. Uh, so. The match, um, after maybe, I don't, I don't, we don't have the time slot of when people escaped, but Ultimo was the first to escape. Um, <laughs> it was a, due to a help from a Super Frankensteiner from Dragon Kid to Diamante when Diamante was on the shoulders of Ultimo in Ultimo's corner. And Ultimo, uh, Ultimo climbed up, took his mask, and instantly probably said to a young boy, open the damn door, I need to get out. <laughs> and he, he immediately he immediately collapsed when he le was let out from the ring. That led to uh, Seabats uh, breaking the rules because the cage door had been opened by uh, for Ultimo to escape, and the Seabats broke the rule uh, broke the rules of no seconds ringside and started ran out and started throwing chairs and tables into the ring. Makes sense, of course. Then. Uh, <laughs> Shun and SMJ had a bit of mass gripping in the cor in their corner, of because of course they did. Dragon Kid was the second one to escape after having a great sequence with G uh, Diamante, and Dragon Kid, when he uh, escaped, instantly went over and hugged Ultimo. He had defended both his master master's honor and his own honor, and I thought and Ultimo giving him a hug that was Dragon Kid's win. He didn't care. Even though he saved his mask, I think the hug from Ultimo was Dragon Kid's win. It was it was good to have Absolutely. that as well. Absolutely, what a heartwarming thing that, that, that we went to the show. It was quite nice to have that and, bit of comedy and that lightheartedness at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. After the Dragon's Kid was out, this match became really vicious <laughs> towards Strong Machine J. Uh, Shin Monte destroyed Strong Machine J for a long time after Kid left. Where and they, it was so so many good spots here. Diamante had the chance to escape, but chose to try and help Shun from being uh, being stopped by Jay to escape, and that was awesome. Which also led to Strong Machine J doing the spot of the night by uh, by power bombing uh, Shin Skywalker through a table, and. Then immediately escaping for probably the, so one of the well. biggest pops of the night. They did like they did this that whole was selling thing Strong Machine Jays. Shun was like holding onto the cage and oh, he was yeah. holding onto oh. the ropes and really Potential. like struggling, and I, I just loved it. And it, first of all, it was Shun tried to do the blaster to Strong Machine J through the table. It was him that set it up, and so. Shun fell to his own trap, just like uh, just like Yamato fell in his own chair trap earlier on the show. Shun fall, fell into his own trap, and man, 
when Shun, when Shun and Diamante were the last two. Oh, that was that was some special drama when they sat in the ring and and like hugged. Uh, and you you for one second you thought Shun was go- going to let Diamante escape because he said, "You go, you go. I I I can I can leave leave my mask," which of course would have been a red flag for me instantly. I wouldn't have trusted him at all. <laughs> because of course, when Diamante started climbing up, immediately Shun went after him, and another like pop of the knife moment, a moment that I will probably be remembered for a long time. It's up there with like all the like turns on in all the Dead or Alive matches. It felt so. It felt so special. It felt like this was the only place this map, this uh, Shun turn on Diamante could have happened. And now those last, those last like ten minutes or whatever between these two were so special. But it of course led to Shun after tying, after doing it first a super blaster on the chairs, then hitting Diamante with uh, a great, with a great moonsault of course, and tying Diamante's mask to the ropes. He Shun Skywalker just took his time and escaped. He stood up there for one minute, just looking over the crowd and looking back at Diamante before taking his mask off the pole. And he was the he was the last to escape, which meant Diamante had to lose his mask because he lost. I this was emotional. This was so good. Everything about this was perfect. There's so much to get into with this match. It's crazy. Um, first of all, we need to get everybody's opinions here. I'm going to throw it to Amy first on this. What did we think of the mannequins in, 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 in lieu of just the match, match themselves? 2017 cage match highlights. And it literally looked like someone's head had been impaled on a spike. <laughs> I'm like, and like yeah. it was, well, I must have been about 10 a.m. I woke up really, I woke up just as the <laughs> world started. I got really like on time. I woke up just as it started. And I was like half asleep. And I literally just look all of a sudden on my phone. It looks like someone's head had been impaled on it. And I was like, Jesus. I quite like the mannequins though. <laughs> it was quite like it was quite cool. I they were really high up. They were really <laughs> high up, <laughs> and you could see Ultimo was like cursing how high up they were when he was trying to reach his mask. Yeah. Okay, so, so I just want to get everybody's opinions on, on the mannequins first of all. They were awesome. Uh, I I thought it was so cool when uh, Shin was standing on top of the uh, off top on top of the cage. And was almost as high as the mannequin. Yeah, th- that whole deal at the end was awesome. <laughs> like, so the first part of the match was definitely more lighthearted. Uh, yeah. Even and even then, the wrestling there were some shaky spots with DK and, and Diamante. I think they were going for a, a Vuelta fi- finale, and it like got, 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 kind of got messed up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but after DK and Ultimo got out, this match became awesome. And everything about it was great. This is why I kind of have to push back about the bad miking on the last match, because the crowd was easily heard in, in this match. Yeah. I thought they were way up for this cage match here. Uh, it felt like this was the match that everyone like was super emotionally invested in. Yeah, I mean, 
I think this was the mo- the match everyone was the most emotional with, emotionally invested in. So, well, it's yeah. the only one that had build up. Uh, yeah. That's the show, to be fair. But like the once they got to the final three, this was a tremendous, tremendous. Because like, any any one of yeah. these three could lose. It was so like tense. It it felt like they could they could easily take the mask from Strong Machine J. I, w- I wouldn't yeah. have been a fan of it, but I it, it could easily have happened. Everything it, it felt so like anything could happen here, and it was so well laid out. <laughs> like whoever did this match was so like smart. Like whoever put this match together because this was perfect how it did. And like you said, I totally believed it. But I'm so glad they got him out of the way <laughs> to yeah. tell this story because to me. Like, the other one, this one, you knew he was going to turn on him when it got down to the final two. This didn't have the impact of him turning on Daya because he was a babyface at the time, and that was so radical. Like, that was such a radical change. But when yeah. he turned on him, you hear Jay, fucking snake, he says yeah. on there. Like, all-time <laughs> great I commentary. Said that. I said, never trust your Skywalker. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but for him to drop the F-bomb on commentary yeah. was, like, yeah. awesome. Like, oh. such a great moment. Like, for him, it's totally true, considering that's Shun's whole character. We had predicted before the show that, well, Shun was going to lose the mask over Diamante. So this, I had it down to these two in the final two, but uh, they went the opposite route with Diamante losing it. I loved either way. I thought the way they did it, the way they did this match at the end, was absolutely perfect and plays into Shun's it's, you know, diabolical character to where he could turn on his own friend and like you said, basically do it in the most sadistic way possible of just rubbing it in, standing on there celebrating and as he just had no choice but to watch helplessly. Like dramatic, greatly executed the way they did it was perfect, smartly laid out. The crowd was super hot for all of this. Everything about this ruled. Like this it's was a fantastic main event to the show. And it's one of these things where I was so excited. I've been excited for this match for a month. Um, I also called a Shun Mante final two. I called it way back when it was still a four way because I just thought it made the most sense. I thought it had the most drama behind it. I was thrilled that they went with a Shun Mante final two. Yeah. And um, there's just like a few spots I have down here even before. The first two got out. They did a really gnarly um, Cielo finale on Jay. <laughs> and, and they literally just shoved Jay into the, the cage wall. I thought that was fantastic. I thought yeah. some Shun's bumps were really gnarly. It looked like he cracked his head on that table bump. <laughs> so I was, thought, hopefully he's okay. But Yeah. Oh, he's stellar. Oh. He's been stellar all year. How you know, it's, was Strong Machine J just it's a wider point I've got about Shun. While he was in there. It's like, but, it's a wider point yeah. I have about Shun Skywalker in general, right? Because yeah. I think one big yeah, talking point I think a lot of people is um, Shun Skywalker's work rate this year. I think the only thing I really have to personally knock him on is putting a shift in the tag tournament. But I think when you look at heels in wrestling in general... I don't know if there's been a heel this year that's put over or helped as many baby faces as Shun Skywalker has, because he did really good putting Minoka Kakuta over. I thought that build was fantastic. I thought I thought build was really good, especially because Kakuta ended in a win. He's done wonders with Strong Machine J, and it's not to discredit Strong Machine J because he's fantastic. Yeah, it's has, like Strong Machine J is fantastic, but I don't know if he would have gotten to that point so quickly if he didn't have Shun opposite him. And now he's 
on this moment with Diamante and now yeah. Diamante is going to be hot shotted as another great baby face for the company. So it's one of those talking points I have about Skywalker, but you know, I think his moonsault was amazing. That real crisp moonsault he did on Diamante, the blaster was amazing. I think Jay's baby face fire in this match, I think it's been great for a while, but I think in this match it was really, really good. And I think the finish was done so perfectly because it really was you take everything you have out of this man and then you tie his mask up so he has to watch you win and he can't do anything about it. So for me, I I think this might be my match of the year. I just thought so much about it. It was so well done. I think that there's, like, for a, a total package match, I think it's up there like this is going to be one of those memorable matches i think like at the end of the year where everybody looks back at it and i think there's so much good i totally agree with you about shun actually i think you you know you you hear these people say this about his work rate going down i really don't agree with that outside of the tag league uh like you know like you said the tag league was what it was you know it sucked <laughs> you know at the end of the day for for him personally but as a wrestler, like a as a singles guy, he's been like the perfect villain for this company, like throughout the whole year, ever since he had the turn, really, even last year. But he's been perfect in his role. I think he's had big matches. We all loved the match with Kakuda, obviously. And I think here this was like, you know, his magnus opus almost, where everything led to this. You had the callbacks to the thing, the turn, you know, the friend that he had to betray, the sadistic measure at the end, the moves, even when they were teaming up early on. Like you said, they did some cool stuff on there. Hey, he worked with Strong Machine so well. Totally agree with that point. I think that's something I wanted to say too. That I think Shun is kind of underrated, actually, like now. For a long time, I thought he was kind of overrated when he was a babyface, but I think right now, He's underrated. Like he's a guy that deserves way more credit as a wrestler, like all around. I performer think one of the points as well that Dylan really touched on there was like there's a real difference between how he works now and how he works in 2021 because obviously he's put more muscle on. I don't think that's hurt him, unlike some people. But like, and that, I mean, some other people in wrestling, I think the muscles actually mm -hmm. kind of helped him a bit. But I think it's a difference between he's not trying to shine himself. It's his job to make these baby faces shine at the moment, and I think with Kakuta, with Jay, and now with Diamante, he's done a really good job at that. Yeah, for sure. And those are three of the guys that are going to lead this company going forward. Yoshioka's gone for a little while, like going to Noah. Like, for the rest of the year, those three guys you just said that uh, Shun helped out, those are going to be the guys in this company yeah. going forward there in all likelihood. A, we'll talk about this later, but there is a big chance of Jackie Funky Kame eliminating Yuki Oshioka from the King of Games early because Yuki Oshioka is doing that. We need that. One. Give my boy some love. Give my JFK a big win. That's what we need in our lives. But, but uh, yeah, I, I think two of these, uh, like, I think there's... I want... I want to say that Strong Machine J is going to be Shun Skywalker in the King of Gates, but I, first of all, I think actually there's a big chance of Big Boss Shims having a big run, but Shun Skywalker and Diamante in the quarterfinals of the King of Gates just seems so right to do it that you 
I can't. You kind of have to do it after this match, in my opinion. But they'll of course preview the whole uh, game gate after after this. But um, in the post match promo, Diamante was so emotional. He asked Ultimo to come out and take and take the mask from him. He has had he has Diamante has had the mask on for his whole career as a pro wrestler. He has had the mask on since two thousand five. It, it it is this was a very big moment for Diamante. He was crying in his promo before uh, when calling out uh, Ultimo. I thought this was just so special, so emotional. I was I was in tears. I I had already been in tears by uh, the the hug after the Dreamgate match, and then this brought me back in tears. <laughs> so, and I thought it was so cool, uh, Diamante. It seems like. After his ma- after he took off his mask, and by the way, he was just enhanced, a handsome, as of course he is. He was just really good looking, as as you would expect. And he will, but it was said. We don't know if this is true. They haven't confirmed this yet, but it it seemed like he Diamante has forsaken the the, the Diamante name, and he will now wrestle under his real first name, Luis. And uh, I think this is awesome. If they if they if they do this, I I didn't expect the Diamante name change, but I I think maybe they want to do it because they want to. They think changing his name could be lead to a bigger babyface run. I think you forgot to mention his real name. That was so Luis funny. Luis, <laughs> as as Ho Ho <laughs> translated for us. Oh, the, uh... didn't catch his last name. Ho Ho. It's so awesome. <laughs> uh, amazing! New, this is the winner of the year. Year. Yes. year. Commentators of the year. Lone and Jay. God Absolutely. Damn. Do we also, oh, I forgot do we need, about do that. Do we need the Lex Boss yeah. to uh, get Dog Hoeing? <laughs> they were so freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need Dark Ho in for this. We, we, we have to do it at the end of the uh, day. Um, but, you know, he was really emotional. He was saying how, you know, he was saying how, like, he sees yeah, Ultima. Yeah. You can. You you know Spanish, so you can actually translate it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like he was saying like, "Oh, Ultimo Dragon, he's like a dad to me." Like he was saying he's like a father figure to me, uh, and like that. For say he was like he was going on. He was like, "That's why we have to fight because I have to prove myself to my my father figure." Like that's why we had to fight for so long. And he was like, "I don't want, like I don't want to take the mask off, but I have to do it because I'm a." A man, like a real man, would do it. So that's what that's what he was saying, pretty much. Uh, he's like, "There's no way to go back to Diamante anymore," and so and then he let took the mask off. So yeah, he was saying he's putting over Ultimo as a father figure. That's why he fought him all those years because he wanted to earn his respect. And then he took the mask off at the end, and he didn't want to, obviously. Which I mean, he did, that didn't really need to be said. You can see it from I, his language, but yeah, I think he earned Ultimo's respect because Ultimo seemed very emotional also by this. Yeah, absolutely, and it was such an amazing moment. Like it was such an emotional moment, and that's what that's one of the great things. Is remember when me and you did the um, the Dragon Gate guide? I was talking about how the basis of DG is almost completely based off of Lucha Libre. 
And yeah. this is a moment I've seen so many times in Mexican wrestling where after a big Apuestas match like Lucha de Apuestas, there will be this... The thing that makes this, I think, bigger than even title matches in Mexico, and it totally worked out in this case as well, but this was real at the end of the day. This yeah. wasn't like... Uh, like as much as we, the title belts matter to us, uh, like I don't want to downplay them at all. But at the end of the day, that is a gimmick. You know, like somebody booked it to happen. I think we can all accept losing better when it's scripted. But this was real. Like he is taking this mask off that he's had for all of these years. He can never go back to it. Like you know, he can't go back to the Diamante name anymore. His yeah. whole life and career is changing legitimately more than even if he had won the title or lost the title. This changes his whole life as a wrestler and as a person. So I think that that realism, that real emotion came out, and that's what made this so special to me. Like, this ending, this was one of the better endings to a show I can remember, like, all, all year, like, in my opinion. And, and really, a Kobe World Finals, obviously, I think this... Last year's was really great when Yoshioka beat Kai, even though the show wasn't, uh, like, the most you know, greatest show. But yeah. the the ending was really cool when he finally beat Kai. The second night, the ending was whatever. <laughs> like, like him and Minora. But this one, I thought, in terms of emotion and my feeling of it, was so strong that I would put this up against basically anything all year. I thought it was just fantastic all around. Yeah, this, I think <laughs> this is my... This has overtaken Shunen, Shunen Kikura as my probably match of the year uh so it's it speaks for itself i think also i just want to shout out this i have in the last seven days there have yes. been two of my favorite matches this year and they have both been in a steel cage is this my favorite gimmick is 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 the steel cage my favorite gimmick in japanese pro wrestling it might be because the Queen's Quest letter time match is is my Joshi match of the year. I think it's cool as well. So, it's and for opposite reasons as well because seven in days the starter match you kind of had like, these two same. friends making up and coming together, and in uh, this one you had two friends breaking apart, which I think is like kind of cool as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, it's been. This match has been universally praised by everyone that watched it. I didn't see in my live chat for the show. I didn't see in my Discord. I didn't see anyone that were against this match. Everyone thought it delivered big and delivered what it should have delivered. Everyone was really into it. Uh, Yannick said that this was worth the trip. This was so worth going to, going to see. It was... He was so glad that he had come to see it live because because the crowd had been so hot. He thought the, the whole match was so so fun. And I he think also he also had a strong machine jade shirt now, and he <laughs> also bought me a natural vibes t uh, t shirt because it's it, I I I wanted that. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong thank with that. Thank you, Yeah, shout out to Yannick for that <laughs> going in there. Um. I think even if you're not a fan of DG, and we kind of talked about it, this was the match with the most buildup on the show, but even if you're just new and you don't know it, I think if you see this and the way it came across, especially at the end, you still would love this match. Like, I think the emotion, yeah. again, was so real. Uh, also, I got to mention, too, when he was talking, he was saying, like, uh, 
like he was saying, I'm, I'm a, I, I gotta say, uh, I gotta apologize to all the fans because if anybody believed in me, I know I let you down uh, on there. Oh. Uh, like Diamante was saying. Uh, he but... won't do that. He will not let me down in the future. I promise. <laughs> yeah, but he promised. You know, like I try, I tried my best. You know, like he, so he had cut a total baby face like promo yeah. at the end, and everybody could tell that's that's where this is all going. <laughs> you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you you set up a super hot baby face that everybody could get behind. I mean, this man, you know, like you said, very handsome. He's kind of like a Mexican Yamato. He kind of yeah. looks like, yeah. like an old school that was Yamato. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, see, uh, there, see. So we, we, for you know, I know you always compare Yoshioka to Yamato, but I think we have the new Yamato, just bigger and more Mexican. Looks, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought. I think one. I'm one so good ready for well Luis to have the last a big, big run Dragon in the had so much Which? success after losing the mask, it's really easy to get excited for Diamante because I think, like, Diamante is probably the one guy in Dragon Gate, that, at least since I started watching it, where I was kind of like, why has this guy not had a Dream Gate title challenge? And I think something like losing his mask after how much it helped Dragon Dyer is probably going to do wonders for Diamante, yeah. and I'm so excited. I really hope he, like, wins King of Gate, to be honest, but... <laughs> It's an elevation. It's definitely an elevation. Oh yeah, he feels like a main. Like I said, those guys we talked about with Shun helping that Amy was talking about, those are the guys that he's one of them right, right now. Like he is, like he might be the one coming off with the most momentum of anybody. Like you know, by the time this King of Gate ends, if they if they go all the way with him, I think that they well, have a true when, star potential guy on their hands. And I think everyone was probably like, yeah, agreed. From Machine J in this group out of everyone because he hadn't had as much single success. And I think a lot of other companies might have just sort of shied away from that and sort of tried to make him appear better than he was. Whereas Dragon Gate was really like, no, we know this guy's the weakest. We're putting him with our arguably strongest guy and we're going to make you and make him like make you see and make him prove himself as part of the group. And it's just worked absolute wonders. And I think Diamante's unmasking is probably going to have a similar effect. I'm really excited. For sure. And I thought, it, it, as a main event, perfect. Uh, it is up there with my... It is up there with the Yoshino, uh, the Yoshino retirement match as one of my favorite uh, Kobe World main, main events in this decade. That's another situation where that emotion was all real because yeah. you knew he was retiring and you know, going into a pyramid scheme. That was going to be unhappy. Uh, as an overall show, uh, before we talk about the King of Gate, let's talk about this show as a whole. Uh, the lasting power of this show, I think... Massively. This show was helped a lot by being one night. I uh, oh after yeah. Show, after the show ended, after the show ended, I lo looked at uh, the cards of the uh, one and uh, night one and night two shows, and I, as an overall card, even though the Twin Gate and Brave Gate matches both felt like they could have had should have had more longer time and then been special, Yamato and Roma being a bit of a letdown. As an overall show, this was the best Kobe yeah, World 100%. in the 2020s. This was the best Kobe World we have seen since uh, the 2019 one. Yeah. And 
I, I don't think it's uh, as good as 2019 because 2019 is one of their strongest uh, COVID pro wrestling festivals ever. Um, but this this show as an overall show is just a a huge success for Dragon Gate in as you see in the attendance. But I just think it's a huge success in finally having a show that feels truly spe- special and big, and not having. Because a lot of those night one and night two uh, shows had a lot of meaningless tag tag matches in the first. One, okay, what do you mean? One I really missed my Sauron guys presence not, on this show. That had no right being on it, that kind of show. <laughs> yeah, they, he is definitely he is definitely missed. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just I thought I was thinking that too, Amy, when he was when he's talking like that so, as well. Yeah. So totally agree. I I, um, I think yes. This this cage match could have been so much better if the yeah, sixth man Del Santo was the wrong guy. What would they put on the mannequin though? He doesn't have a mask. His face paint. His face paint was on the line. <laughs> oh, the big they get the real emotion, but yeah, 2019 again, real emotion with Ultimo uh, coming in. Ben K winning was amazing. Um, you know, when you look at the show, even the Brave Gate, I will give give that a little slack because I I totally agree it would have been great if it would have been longer. But yeah. if you look at the Brave Gate, all of their matches have been under 10 minutes, like like very short, like t- around the 10-minute mark, 10, 11 minutes when it comes to that lately. Um, so it's not like it's like completely out of the blue. I just thought that they were wrestling so good that I wanted to see more. This other stuff, I mean, the main event, again, overshadows everything. But, I mean, you nothing on this show was bad. If you look at it up to, like top to bottom, there was nothing on this show that I thought was a bad match or yeah. anything that felt like a waste of time even a lot of the undercard stuff flew by like i said to me the dream gate was disappointing but it was still a good match even to me and uh, like if you really were into it you got a match you know like a great great match like out me. of it <laughs> yeah exactly I, i'm sure not just you but i'm sure a lot of people um on there but like despite all that like i said the main event was so satisfying and just amazing and i thought that i thought the triangle gate match was a tremendous match like something like way up there <laughs> like one of the the better matches of the year to me at dragon gate was it was that triangle gate uh yeah. then the, the cage match overshadowed it again, <laughs> again once once again but everything on the show was good you had some fun light-hearted moments you had great emotional moments the commentary i thought was excellent between jay and uh, hoho was comedic as well but jay i thought was epic <laughs> in every way uh, like a great great performance from him you know it felt like a big deal great number for the crowd obviously dg has to be very happy with that and like we kind of said and what i kind of alluded to the only negative on this show and it's not really a negative but if you're going to say a negative would be that it was more like a it's a it's not the destination. It's part of the journey of DG at the end of the day. And it's leading to bigger things down the road, as, as yeah. we said before. But that's a good thing, in my opinion, when you look at where they were going for in the show. They didn't really blow any... Like, even if they go back to Kakuna and Yoshioka with a real storyline down the road, that'll feel, this match will not hamper that at all. Like, like this yeah. one match here. They got through it totally fine. You've got King of Gate coming up. I just think DG... 
you know, I was kind of down going into the show. I knew that the the wrestling would be good on it and it would deliver. But I think not just the wrestling, the storytelling, the things they set up was so smart and so well done that I can't imagine. Like I said, even if you're not a DG fan, I think if you watch this just saying, oh, it's their biggest show of the year, I'm going to give this a chance. If you did that, and like not to mention right when they had the one-year-long you know, the, the announcement that they're going to keep the shows for a year instead of just a week, yeah. I think a lot of people probably did sign up or re-sign up for that after that. And if you saw this, I think you have to be thinking, damn, I can't wait to see what happens next in King of Gate coming out of this. Yeah. And how amazing was they, that cage match? I... I think this is such a good jumping on point for a new fan of Dragon Gate. I will oh, yeah. probably, I will probably say, have this as like, start with Kobe World 2023. But like, if if someone asked me, hey, I want to get into Dragon Gate, what should I start with? I will, I will say this show. It, it is, it sets up the rest of this year perfectly, and we are now going into the King of Gate, which will be. Could be a really big tour. So, we'll see. Tune's a snake. <laughs> Any last things you guys want to say about Kobe World before and I there's probably going to be big zebra drama coming out of this that I'm really excited for as well, because it's not really like a situation Tune where a when R.E.D. broke up, because no. everyone was kind of getting sick of Ata and Ishida. People like Diamante. You know, Hyo's probably going to be a bit pissed about this, and... Like it's one of these things where like, I think this breakup setting up well maybe not a breakup but whatever's going to happen with Zebras now setting it apart from R.E.D. is going to be pretty fun as well so I'm looking forward to what's going to go down on the heel side out of this I think I think they need a big man to a big a big, big man to replace female. the Amante and the Zebras <laughs> if the unit is going to keep going they need some new f- fresh members, and I, I, yep, <laughs> I, I, I said it after the show. I said big that big boy Shimizu and Shun Skywalker match on the opening night of the King of Gate is very interesting, very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, the opening night of the King of Gate, we are going right into the King of Gate after the show. There are no shows in between Kobe World and the King of Gate opening night in Korokan on. The 7th of July on Friday. So, really soon. We are, this is going to be the next thing we are going to review on the show, uh, probably next weekend. Opening round on the right side. I, I'll just go through the opening na- uh, round matches and I'll say the date for the matches. On the 7th, Shun Skywalker and Big Boss Shimizu uh, on the right side. On the, I, I'm talking about the right side first. Shun Skywalker and Big Boss Shimizu on the 7th of July in the opening uh, opening round show in Korkin. Big match. I think this could be the main event because I I could see a lot of things happening in this. Then the next match, Yasushi Kanda, uh, Strong Mission J. That is happening on the 4th of July. I'm running through the bracket, not the match cards. Then on the 9th of July, Kai versus Ben K. Then the uh, then on the seventh of July again, Susumu Yoko uh, Susumu Mochizuki versus Diamante. On the eighth of July, Shuji Kondo Genki Horiguchi. On the fourteenth of July, Ishin versus Minorita. On the 9th of July, Problem Dragon versus Takeshi Yoshida. On the seventh of July, Masaki Mochizuki and Madoka Kikura. So from the right side, three matches that are going to be in the cork on the live cork in, in on Friday. 
Masaki Mochizuki and Madoka Kikura at the bottom of the bracket. Diamante and uh, Susumu Mochizuki in the middle of the bracket. And Shun Skywalker and Big Shimizu on the top of the bracket. I, Who are you guys predicting? First of all, who are, who are you guys predicting wins on the 7th of July? Of those three matches, and we are, are is your pick to win this whole? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I think so. These opening matches on the seventh. Do you want to go I first, Amy? Or kind of we... see. For me, the most unpredictable. He's like, well, I'll go for least predictable, most predictable. Diamante, I think, is winning. Just got to, got to have a good one. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. It's gonna take me so. It's gonna take me so Luis, long to get Luis, used to this. Luis, Luis or Diamante, we'll see. <laughs> Luis, Luis, <laughs> Luis, Luis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That, that, is, that is why I put also, in my Twitter gonna, handle Luis, Luis for Teo, King of Gate, because then I remember <laughs> it's Luis. Just on that topic, because I think he's got a really good shout of yes. winning <laughs> King of Gate. But just remind me after we yeah. preview this, because I actually have kind of prediction of what's going to happen to Luis Lewis um, during this tournament. But I'll come back to that later. I think he's going to beat Suzumu. I think I think Mochizuki's got a pretty good chance of beating Kikuda if they lean into the legwork that Yoshioka kind of set up. Um, Whoever wins that is definitely beating Problem Dragon or, or my yeah. my god among men, Takashi Yoshida. But I might think, I'm kind of thinking, I'd see, I don't know. Because last year they kind of pulled an upset with Kai and Shuji Kondo in that yeah. way. But because <laughs> Kakuta's part of the Ray was six, I'm not entirely certain. But I'll put a tentative thing on Kakuta just be safe. Skywalker versus Shimizu is interesting. Probably one of the most interesting first round matches because I think there's a lot of mileage it for Shimizu re- getting a big really tournament. But all of the big matches on the right hand side involve Shun Skywalker in some sort of way because you can have Shun versus yeah. Jay in round two, Shun versus Louise Lewis in <laughs> three. Um, so I think I'll probably go for yeah. Skywalker, but with the caveat that Shimizu beats him, there's still like tons of things to gain from that. And I think it would definitely be a, not a bad decision if Shimizu beat him because they could still tell a really good story with Skywalker out of that. But yeah, so we'll go we'll go uh Luis, Kakuta and uh, Skywalker for my rap, my day one picks. Yeah, when I look at this side of the bracket, uh, I think there's so many interesting places they could go. <laughs> I totally agree. To me, the most interesting match is Shun and Shimizu. And I guess I'll go with Shimizu just to be different than you, Amy. I don't, I don't want us to make all the same predictions now, so yeah. I, I will be there. But uh, Shun, I think, like, if he won, that would be great to continue the momentum he had uh, coming off of uh, Kobe World. I think they would be better off, though. I think it's the reason. another reason why I'll say Shimizu. I think they should make Shun and Jay, they could drag that out a little bit, like, you know, blow it off a little bit, you know, t- to have that. You know, there's still a lot of story left to tell with them, and you don't need to have them wrestle right now. It's worth mentioning that he is going to be gone for a little while in September, Shun is, too. Yeah. So Shun. that may give them a reason to want to do it, like, Shun, now. Shun is uh, going back to the States in September, so 
I I definitely don't see him winning this tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the reason why he won't win. But like, I think they will that inspire them to hold this off more, or will they want to do it now before he leaves? Uh, that's the question. I think you could go either way on that. Like I said, I'll just be a little different than than Amy and pick Big Boss. Kai and Ben K. I think Ben K is definitely winning that. Um, I'm a big fan of Kai. I think that match should slap. Though those two, I could totally see having good chemistry, and uh, I like to see what they can do. Uh, Susumu and Lewis. Uh, uh, Lu- Lewis will win that. Uh, again, that's a very easy one to to think. Uh, there's no reason for him to go down again after losing his mask. Kondo and Genki. I love old man Genki. I have a special place in my heart for the bald one, but I think Shuji will get the win or, here. Former winner of the King of Gates. Yeah, if you wanted to go for a, do something fun, oh have goodness. him in there. But I think Ishin is going to beat Minorita too, and I think that'll set up there a big Ooh, match. I think Ishin that could be a match. Yeah, yeah, I think that that yeah that could slap uh, as well. I could get behind that. Obviously, you know, this reminds me. This is Problem Dragon and Cyber Kong, the the two big stars of the block here. Big uh, stars. <laughs> Yeah, like, Dylan, Dylan, did you ever hear the story about my predictions and, last year? Lewis, who? We have oh Takeshi Yoshida so and Problem I got Dragon. into Dragon Gate last year, right? And I predicted Yuhi to win just completely off the cuff, knowing nothing about the promotion. So tell us, tell us the people. We to need to I need a two-year streak. But the one thing I did predict, I knew nothing about these people, but I predicted Problem Dragon to go to the semi-finals yep. because I was thinking American Dragon Brian Danielson, Problem Dragon... <laughs> Genius. I, he was a big star. I mean, they're really similar if you if you just look at yeah, them. Yeah, for okay. sure. Oh. <laughs> two two very similar uh, names. Two very similar uh, people. Yes, absolutely, to- totally on that level. <laughs> but I do think uh, Yoshida will win, unfortunately, for the American Problem Dragon. <laughs> And uh, this is coming from an American uh, right here, people. So I have the the status to say that. But uh, Kikuna Mochizuki. This is another one where I think there's a there's a chance that Mochi could win here. Uh, just again, will they want? Because I think Ishin is gonna be Kondo likelihood. You know, I think they're gonna continue that push. Real so would quick. they? Yeah. Real quick, so not to cut you off. I just got the amazing idea. I don't have AEW fight forever. But if someone listening have AEW fights forever, can you please <laughs> make it an attire for for Brian Danielson that is called the, the American Problem Dragon? It, it, it just came with the mask. Tag me if you make that call or whatever attire. Tag me. I will laugh my ass off. Continue then. No, you can't do this. You cannot drag Brian to <laughs> Problem Dragon's level. But... No, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. One trillion times. Yeah, yes on that. Uh, I love it, but... Um, Moshi and Kikuda, yeah, would they want to do Kikuda and Ishin like champion versus champion? Uh, unless oh. we do have a Yoshida mega push on the, on the way that we're in for, I, I think Mochizuki is as good of a, 
person to upset him. Like, that's a good, like, next and title shot for Kakuda as well. Like, like Mochizuki really beating him. Yeah, yeah. Gate of Destiny, maybe? Like, that, that yeah. is a very good match for them. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be brave. Go for the other upset here, Mochizuki getting past the first round. Yeah, I no, I agree with a, a lot of these uh, decisions. B before, see, Amy, you know this because I, <laughs> I talked about about this with you. I I could not I could not form an opinion about this tournament before the uh, Kobe word had ended. You know why? Because now that the amount is unmasked, I don't see any other winner of this tournament. Before that, I was very high on Big Boss Shimizu winning. And now that Diamante is unmasked, I am pretty sure that he will have a huge run. Um, so I, I kind of had to wait until Kobe World was fi finished to kind of digest this tournament and kind of predict, start predicting it. <laughs> and I think the most logical winner of the right I'm side. Just looking at this as well, do you uh, not think that there's a possibility that Kai Reese. might beat Benkei <laughs> so that we can have Diamante versus Kai? Yeah. It's like a little bit of Zebra's drama. Uh, okay, I like that idea, actually. Yeah. I, th I thought Benkei would just win, but I think Kai and Lu Luis Lewis could be a hell of a matchup. Like, again, that's another one. Like Kai and Benkei, I think that match is going to be like a sleeper, like one of the best matches of the first round. I think Kai and, and yeah, Luis, that would be a great it, match like, if they had it too. So I like that idea. Because the only, like, Zebra's right on the other have, side is just looking at Hyo. You know, you could do, like, Diamond Luis versus Kai in a round of 16. You could have Luis versus Shun in a quarterfinal. You could even have, like, Luis versus Ishin in a semi. So there's a real, like, big opportunity if they wanted to give him that really big run, maybe making him run through all of his old yeah. stable mates. Though I would not advocate for Hyo in a final to get all of them. Oh no! No, <laughs> I love that idea though. Like that's so good. The way you're so right. Now that you look at it, I didn't even notice that. But if you look at the bracket, it sets up perfectly for Luis to go through all of the Zebrats guys. If Shun wins that first round, you could have him advance, screw over Jay, drag that out, have uh, Luis get his revenge on his way. I love that idea. I, I'm changing I my pick. I think Shun has to win now well, instead of Shun. So, sorry, Big Boss. Even though you are one of my guys. Uh, I think that story makes too much sense. Might, like, I love it I too mean, much. I wouldn't advocate it, for, like, it big things with Hyo at this point at the moment in time. But it does kind of seem like he is the one that is closest to him and does seem like someone yeah. who does need a babyface turn as well. Yeah. Oh, I definitely agree with that, but look no further than Kanda. You know, yeah. nobody expected him to get this big run, but look at this company, look what he's done with it. If they did go, like, with Hyo to get, like, this run, maybe not a permanent main event or anything like that, but if they just said out of the blue, okay, we're going to push Hyo and give him this big run for the purpose of pushing Luis more and telling his story even better, I think... I think Hyo could actually deliver something maybe we're not expecting. You know, the way, same way Kanda did. But Hyo doesn't have Susumu as his partner either to help. But still, Kanda's delivered on his own right. I think if Hyo 
got that run, I think that would be a lot of fun, even though it's not yeah. what I would advocate for as a fan. But I think if they did, it might surprise us if that happened. I Just the way this company out. works. I also want to shout out that it's a big possibility that both Strong Machine J and Luis Luis will def will defeat the Twin Gate champions in the opening rounds. Oh, I just thought of something as well. Strong I just Machine J and uh, Luis. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I, I, I like I like the cut of your jib on this one, And then someone got a bye. So theoretically, like someone in this match could get a bye. Like if they were holding off on, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if Yasushi Khan yeah. versus Strong Machine J is really the match for someone to get a bye. But I think like if they that was to go for a draw, you'd sort of bypass your issue of Shun having to beat Jay again <laughs> and go straight to the quarterfinals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good point. I think and my big thing is that I want to see. Hey, they have M the MK too. If they wanted to go that route, they just want to have everybody run out and do something funny for that. Yeah. Singles again, so I think yeah. that might be a bit that of an option. Is maybe do like the double count out with Kanda and Jay, and have Shun go straight to yeah. the quarters. Maybe if you don't want to do yeah. that singles match just yet again. That is a good. Yeah, that is a very good idea. Um, then on the uh, left side, opening round matches, Dragon Dyer versus... J I'm, again, running up from the top of <laughs> the bracket. Dragon Dyer versus Jason Lee on the 8th of July. Yamato versus Don Fuji on the 9th of July. UT versus Yo on the 14th of July. Casey and Aita on the 7th of July in Korokin. BB Hulk versus Punch Tomonaga on the 7th of July in Korokin. <laughs> Why is that in Gorikin? <laughs> Kota Minora versus Nariki Doi on the 9th of July. Yuki Oshioka and Jackie from Kikomei on the 4th of July. Why isn't that in Gorikin? Uh, Kagatora versus Dragon Kid on the 8th of July. I think this uh, left side has is weaker on paper than than the, the, the right side. At least in the opening round matches. Well, first of all, the one thing we're not going to do is disrespect Punch Tamanaga on the, this show. I didn't like how you said that. Like, he doesn't deserve to be in, in Corcoran? Is that what you're saying? He 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 got lariat by... He got pumping bombered by Shingo today. <laughs> and he got pineapple bombered by Yoshida early, yeah. like on the pre-show as well. So, uh, yeah. This is the weaker side, storyline-wise, for sure. But... Daya versus Jason is like, I think they have a chance to really do something big with this because we talked about we kind of had a similar issue with their Brave Gate match in May, where if it had had more time, it could have really elevated itself. And I don't think it got to that level that we wanted it to be, or at least I wanted to be, because I'm such a huge fan of these guys. I love them both, and I think now this kind of opens up the the you know a lot of different paths than what you were thinking before the show because we all thought that Jason would win. And uh, now that he's not the champion, I think Daya is a guy that you have to look out for on this this side of the bracket as well to have a strong run and a strong run of matches. I think you could have here too. So uh, that match, like just going up and down the bracket, I'll go with Daya over Jason uh, to win this one. Uh, Yamato Don Fuji. Yeah, I, I'll go with Yamato on there. But I do think Fuji versus Daya in the second round, they have history together, would be a ton of fun if they could redo that. 
That's right, skateboard. The skateboard feud coming back, baby, in 2023. This is what we need. I love it. Uh, UT and Hyo. I'll go with Hyo there over UT. Uh, although I, I won't predict him to go to the finals at, at all of this, but still, I, I will get him a first-round win. KZ and Ata. Uh, will Ata bump in this match? He avoided it in the tag we talked about. Can he avoid it in a singles match? <laughs> that is his big challenge here, because KZ is going to win, but still. Uh, Hulk will beat Tamanaga. Minora and Doi, that could be a lot of fun, and you can bring up... I think that's very interesting storyline-wise, too, since they're champions yeah. together, and the way they booked it was so, like, you know, how they did it was would be so fun. Uh, but I'll go with... Hmm, Minora and Doi. I could go either way on that, actually. I think I'll go with Minora, but I, I could see Doi winning. I I have a feeling that uh, Minora and Doi is the main event of that July 9th show. Uh yeah. Are you telling me you're not going to put Don Fuji in the main event? I mean, Kai and Ben K has the potential, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, one of those two. But Problem Dragon and Yoshida not getting the main event. It's Andre's book. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll, I'll go with Yoshioka. No, no, because he's going for the in one. So the thing is, though, there's time. He doesn't have to, to lose right away. He could lose later if they wanted to go there. I mean, the N one starts after in August. The... It's yeah. after the King of Gate. He can have a long run. Yeah, he doesn't have to lose right away. I really wish... It would he... be cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I really wish JFK would win. If... I can't... Like, my heart is saying JFK, but my brain can't I actually make that happen. Would... I actually wouldn't be against the two the Dream Gate match uh, being eliminated in the opening round. I oh. actually I actually wouldn't be against both Yuki and Madoka Kikuro being eliminated in the opening round. And if you look at that match, whoever wins that, there's room for them to go on a big run. Like, you know, when you look at the next match, will be Kagatora and, and DK. I'll go with DK to win that. Yeah. Which could be an epic match um, if DK faced either Jackie Funky Kame or, or Yoshioka, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Ah, man. That's going to be awesome. Wh whoever wins that. I think I'll go... I'll okay, go with so Yoshioka, I will, but I hope the JFK wins. Go in order, yeah. but I will also say I'm yeah. on the JFK train as For well. Sure. Um, I would what about you, Amy? Dyer to beat Jason, just because I think Dyer hasn't really had much this year, and I think it would just be nice to get Dyer back on that momentum sort of thing. Like he's had some time being a pin eater and losing. Now I kind of want Dyer to get some wins again. So definitely Dyer. I might. I think I'll go Yamato, but to be honest, I think. Don Fuji and Dio again would be really fun. I liked it the first time, so but I think we'll go Yamato just because I think Yamato and Dio singles has the potential to be really good. <gasps> Next one, UT Hyo. Nah. Oh, I know. I know. I'll go UT because I think when I was originally thinking about guys that could do <laughs> vibes, Aww, I was thinking poor, poor Shimizu, UT. and I was thinking UT. UT. So I think UT and KZ would be really interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. to see in a second round. So I'll go with them too. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of sick. I just want Kai and UT to be on the same squad again. Yo, I don't really care how I get it. Joining um, I mean... I'm really excited for that. I think go KZ on that one. Hold um, log, obviously. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously hold. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, BB hold. Yeah. Oh, you will not slander BB Hulk on this show, and you sound like Yannick right now. 
Amy, Amy, Amy has BB Hulk in her profile picture. I know. I know. And he looks gorgeous in that profile picture, to be fair. Like, with the rose. Good. Good. Finally, I liked him even more because do you remember? Did you ever see Finally, a third person that does that took a photo in front of like a dragon somewhere? Yeah, Yannick, what do you think of that? The leg boss should try and get Michael B. Jordan in Dragon Gate for a celebrity match and team up with BB Hulk as Michael BB Jordan. Yes. I just love puns. <laughs> Genius. You are I, a legendary Booker. I, a B Hay. Booker of the I, Year. I, I just need to retract my statement about Yannick earlier because I don't want him to burn my natural vibes to you. Where was my shoots? I will <laughs> Well, he didn't give me anything, so take that, Yannick. I ain't afraid. <laughs> Okay, so... my situation with Kota Minora, and this, this leads <laughs> on to Jay Porter Jay brought up that one of the quarterfinals, or like one of the round of 16, I can't remember what it is, I think it's a round of 16. Oh, let me have a look. No, it's a quarterfinal. Jay said one of the quarterfinals is in Gifu, and so he thinks Kota Minora will make a semi-final because he'll win a Gifu quarterfinal. But my issue with that is if Kota Minora wins that Gifu semi-quarterfinal, he will then probably go on to face either Yamato or Keizi, both of which he should be, and then he should be in the finals. And if he's in the finals, he kind of has to win. So I kind of don't want Minora to get to that point, just because I'd rather, in not in a bad way, if he's going to win the title, I'd rather it a little bit more down the line. I think I might call a tentative draw on this one, but but maybe not because I do like the idea of Hulk and Minora having a match against each other. So I'll say like Minora with a caveat of maybe like a potential. Oh, good draw. idea. Should should Ooh, add that's that, interesting. Uh... The 23rd of July quarterfinal show, the Gifu show. I'll put them as my draw for now. Um, but like, if not, if I have to pick a winner, Minora. That is a house um, show. I just. I, w- I see. When does the N1 start? Doyen do Kota? Oh, jeez. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, see. I can see Yoshioka because I think a Minora versus Yoshioka's quarterfinal after where Minora finally beats like him. Three, three it's days, kind of like money. But I also want Jackie versus Dragon Kid. <laughs> this is really difficult. <laughs> yeah, that is that is oh. a pretty money quarterfinal. Yeah, I know. I I. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, if, if I, I should have just switched Kogito and Jackie. Like, have Jackie versus Jackie. I'm looking forward to Jackie I still have like some stock in Dragon Kid joining D-Courage and someone else who remind me to touch on that later, guys. But I think I've got a bit of money in Yuki versus Dragon Kid as well. So I suppose I'll go with them too. But if I got a Jackie Kame upset, I would be the ha- like the second happiest person on earth behind Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I wouldn't want to steal your thunder. Your thunder. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for giving my credit as the driver of the JFK train on the show. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad somebody thinks of me on this show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that... Man. That, this, I actually think... Yeah, the, the Kota Minora... Kota Minora going to the finals for the third time in a row and not winning would be a blow. I think... I think Casey versus uh, versus well, Cody Minora in the semifinals and Casey, Casey moving on heel, to the finals. It's risky because it's there's a chance the that, like, actually, I suppose, actually, maybe not because they are really behind Luis now after that match. But like, Luis versus Casey as a final would be pretty insane. Like, losing maybe might be the vehicle for Casey to do a potential heel turn. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah, for sure. That is, it, it that would be really good. Now, as well. The more I think about it, the more I think Casey and Lewis as the final is a very strong one. I, I wouldn't rule out Yamato versus uh, Lewis either. Yeah, Yamato could easily mm. go to, to the to this court, uh, to the finals, but Kota Minora, Kota Minora in the Third final in a row would be bad, in my opinion. If he's not winning, that would be. If he's winning, that is another thing. Like, I I wouldn't be against Kota Minora winning, even though I'm really, I'm for Lewis winning. But yeah, if Kota Minora is getting to the final, he has to win. There, there's no like debate there, in my opinion, because he lost in the 2021 final. He lost, and even though he wasn't supposed to be in the twenty twenty two final, he lost in that also. It he was the replacement. Uh, I, I I don't remember exactly who got hurt that knocked got uh, Kota Minora into that spot. Was it Jason? Yeah, Jason got hurt last year. Yeah, yeah, and that and that led. I think that led to Kota Minora getting that spot, if I remember correctly. Was it him or was it Kondo? That, that oh yeah, because Jason got injured, didn't he? Yeah. I don't remember, but they had they had a last chance battle royal at the, at the final show last year. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The this show is a very like this tournament is a very interesting show, uh, like tournament. I am. I think. I'll go a little off the board here. Yeah. I think that we go through uh, semifinals on the left side kind of is Yoshioka about, versus um, Daya, and Daya wins. He gets to the finals. First. And then Luis gets the what win in the final. What do you think he's going to end up in? Because oh. I've got a little bit about this, but I want to hear your guys' opinions first. Oh, that's a great question. Gold class. Gold, 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 gold class. I've said it from the start. It's gold class. Luis gold class. He does fit. Like, if you, if you look at it. Yep. What if he and Yamato formed a team? 
Like, because they, they do, do look similar. Oh, they, they, start, they start a new you, faction with those two. Oh, because I like it. I look at sort of who he's got history with I think there's a pretty like good shout that he might end up in D courage. I know this sounds really strange, but like I think when you think about that 2021 match and how he used to be in a stable with Yoshioka, he oh. used to be feuding with okay. Daya, they've been pretty much like in beef a long time. You've got Daya who knows what it's like to lose yeah. the mask, so you've kind of got sympathy there, I think. I think I could see him in gold class, absolutely, and I could see him with Yoano, absolutely. But when I was just thinking about it earlier, I'm thinking these are the guys that he's really had the most history with in the promotion. They're the guys he's had the most yeah. story with. And D-Courage does need new members. Like, they do need a pin eater, and Luis is not a pin eater. So I'd say, like, maybe Chuck Kidd or maybe one of the rookies in there. But I think there's, like, a good shout that if they want to recruit more members, maybe have, like, a Luis and Yoshioka final. Yeah, I, and I mean, beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Or Luis and Dial. Yeah, that could work too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of similar to my thing with Dia. Like I said, I, I just went with Dia just because I love. Yeah, because because I love Dia so much, and I love Yoshika too. But I think that Dia needs more right now. I like the idea of that though, <laughs> like uh, Luis in the Courage. I really agree with what you said about them needing more members instead of just being a three-person stable. I think that's something that's yeah. been really missing for a while now. They need to throw in at least one of these young dudes in, in there. You could go with anybody, pretty much, and I think you'll have a, a great guy uh, to put in. But Diamante, he's at the level in the ring, too, of the three, because that's the one thing you can say about DeCourage is that Kikuda, Yoshioka, Daya, all of these guys could go and have great matches. Diamante's not a drop-off at all from that. He's right up there. Brings a unique style that you can really wrap your mind around. I think Luis is going to get some popularity now that he took the mask off. I think that the fans are going to rally behind him. And if you're going to push him like we we predicted or whatever, that he'll win the tournament, I think the fans are going to rally behind him as I a babyface well, character like, uh, for Dragon Gate. Gold so I think that's a good idea. Put all your babyface guys in this one super group, more or less. And well, uh, I, I, I like that idea a lot. This tournament's gonna face Kakuta. And I think there's kind of a lot of money in having Luis versus Kakuta. Have it be unsuccessful, but be like, look, you don't have a home anymore. Your guys have ditched you yep. and Skywalker's kicked you out. Why not come with us? Because they need more guys anyway. I think, and I think he'd probably be quite a good fit there. So I've just been thinking about that today. No. Yeah, I think that's a great like the way you laid it out is almost perfect. I like that really makes a lot of sense. If they, if they could put him over either Yoshioka or Daya in the finals, and then have him face Kakuda and lose, like that opens up like exactly what you said, like the exact storyline reasons that he doesn't have a home. This is where you could go, and I think that's a a great fit and kind of would be a great faction as a whole. Again, I hope that they can get a young guy in there to get a little bit of rub on that, uh, too, for whoever that would be. But I like that idea. Gold class is good. He fits the handsome guy aesthetic they have, too. So it's like, from an aesthetic perspective, let's get the, uh, you know, let's get Luis into some gold gear 
I see how he rocks that. I, I think I'd be down for that. And with me, I like the idea of the Yamato, him, uh, you know, put the dragons in there, well. Ultimo Dragon. Like, you know, he's not in a faction either. Put Ultimo in there as his, the, the father figure that he mentioned. DK, get a young guy in there. Let's go. I, I, mm-hmm. I'd be down with it. Yeah, another great thing, if they wanted to do that, him as kind of like the guy coming up. Yeah, I could, I could see legs to this kind of idea that I've come up with uh, as well. So I think all three of these have that. their pros and cons. I really like your idea about him going through the tournament and then leading into Decourage. I think that would be a great thing. That is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most like... Uh, mo- just like the the Reyes de Perreos. I'm actually glad you brought that up because the next point I was going to make was the touring part of this uh, this tournament. Uh, the 7th, the opening night, of course, will be live on the Dragon Network. The 8th of July show won't be live on the Dragon Network because there is another show that is happening that day that is has take, takes precedence on the Dragon Network. Uh, but that is going to be a YouTube digest. We are going to talk about the other show on the 8th just real quick at the end here, but that is going to be just like the Reyes de Perez, These shows that aren't on the Dragon Gate Network will be uploaded on the YouTube in full. The matches will be uploaded in full. No worries. Just, just look for the Dragon Gate Network. Uh, no, the Dragon Gate Japanese uh, YouTube channel, and you will find the matches. When and they usually get uploaded the day off, so they will be really quick with this. Then on the ninth, they are back on the Dragon Gate Network. This is from Osaka Edion Arena, um, number number uh, two, the small one. So that is going uh, that is, the ninth show is going to be live on the Dragon Network. Then there is back to a house show uh, on the fourteenth. So uh, Yuki Oshioka and Jackie Funky Kame, and uh, what other match was on the fourteenth? Ishina Minorita matches and Yasushi Kanda and Strong Machine J. Those matches are going to be on the YouTube Digest. Then there's back uh, on the live on the Dragon Network the KBS Hall show on the fifteenth. That is the um, the round of sixteen ma- uh, show matches. These are the round two matches on the the, the KBS Hall show, and, and all the opening round matches will be have be, been figured out by then. Then on the 16th on and the 17th, both of those are going to be YouTube Digest. And then another live show on the 22nd from the Kobe Art Center. And then there's the rest of the touring tours, uh, tour shows are the house show digests until the final on the finals and the semifinals on the 3rd of August in Corrigan. That is this tour. I am pretty excited for this for the rest of july for dragon gate to to be honest they they have a lot of potential matches here absolutely and i was i was negative on them taking like king of gate and moving it after kobe world but considering how things worked out the show was a big success the cage match more than carried everything as the main event the way that's it's gone I really have to give them credit. I think that they really, they got it right. Like at the end of the day, because now you have extra momentum. Because that's another thing. Last year, we had the dramatic Yoshioka win and all of that stuff. And then immediately you had the Minora match. And then the month after, he wasn't, you know, there was nothing really big going on. 
at the end of the day, you had to wait until September to get into Yoshioka versus Eita. So yeah. this way, it's like right after this big moment with the cage, you get yeah, right into the great. tournament. I, I, I think you can continue that momentum going forward for the next like, couple of months. So I think I really like how it's ended up playing out, even though I was skeptical at first. And I think the thing that really struck me was just yeah. that big gap. You know, you've got that big gap in June that you're not really doing anything with, and you've got this challenger who kind of has to, you know, skate by until Kobe um, Kobe World. And I kind of like the placement, and I like how open-ended it is after Kobe, because I think there's, like, we talked a lot about Luis winning, but I think there's big potential for, like, quite a few of these guys to actually come out with a win here. And a lot of them are very interesting challenges for Kakuta as well especially coming off the back of a lot of those matches at Kobe so I'm really really excited and I think the month is going to be really good for Dragon Gate it's entering a real hot season and um on the on the 8th uh we are having a, a like almost bonus show on the Dragon Network, apart from the King of Gate tour, and that is the Lek presents Biden Zero Show Volume Two from T Tokyo Shinjuku Face Masaki Mujisuke Produce Show on the July 8th, the day after the opening round show, live on the Dragon Network as the first one was. I'll run through the card. They they the match order is still to be to be decided. That <laughs> to find an, an interim champion oh, for the smoke. Open the Owari Gate uh, title, Konomawa Ishikawa versus no, now looking for challengers. No one has come out to and said yes yet. No one wants to smoke. Then a six man tag Ben K, Minorita, Punch Tomonaga versus Hikaru Sato, Takafumi Ito, and Ryu uh, Kawamura. Then a six-man tag: Big Boss Shimizu, Mochizuki Jr., Daiki Yanayoguchi versus Masaki Tamiya, Kai Fujimura, and Ta Taishi Osawa. All of these, these six, uh, these three are from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, right? Pretty sick. Yeah, they're all from Noah. It's Masa and two young boys. Yeah, Osawa is really good. Like uh, his favorite wrestler before he got into wrestling was Mystico. Oh, even though he's a heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty sick for a heavyweight. Then, tag team match, I'm really looking forward to this one. Madoka Kikura and Yuki Yoshioka, D-Courage versus Taro Nohashi and Musashi of Mo Mich uh, Michinoka Pro. I think Musashi, this is going to be fun. Then, yeah, tag I mean, match. Nothing better than Sato being on the show, though. Yeah. Then, a tag match, uh, Susume Mochizuki and Yasushi Kondo, the Open the Twin Gate champions, taking on the Zero One team of Masato Tanaka and Takuma Sugawara. Very interesting match. We've always needed more Sugawara in our Dragon Gate. Imp uh, will Mochizuki make this an impromptu Open the Twin Gate title defense? Ah, they'll win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, but he might force Susumu and Kanda to defend. And then they get another win to their reign. Why not? Or you then, could have Tanaka and, and Sugawara win and then get no. a title match out of it. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that, but I'm not okay with them winning the titles. No, <laughs> oh no, that, that won't happen, but maybe if you want to set something up. The, the, the Dragon team will win. Yeah. Then, then I, I'm pretty sure this is the main event. Yamato and Masuki Mochizuki versus <laughs> Fuminori Abe <laughs> and his so trainer good. Monori Sawa 
private citizen Munanori Sawa. Sawa is back. That is awesome. Love it. So yeah, uh, we. I think we will do a double review next week. Uh, we'll uh, wait with the review until Sunday uh, next week, Dylan, and try to get Yannick on and review Biden, Biden, Zero, and the King of Gate opening round matches. I'm just, I'm just going to quickly together. ask, is Arby's a junior, isn't he? Great. Well, I'm going to shoot so, out a little prayer that, and a little bit of a to my book over here. Amy, get all your stuff box. in. <laughs> if you could maybe get some of that sweet sponge money and get us Fuminori Arbe versus yes. a plethora of the Dragon Gate Juniors, I would be forever in your debt. <laughs> but, um, no, you can follow me on Twitter at amyhay underscore 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 if the website hasn't broken itself down by the time this comes out. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's basically... I think that's my only plug. And just a thank you for having me on again, because I always enjoy coming on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a very very weird website right now. <laughs> oh, and Kuno versus Mochizuki Jr. Yeah, uh, for we definitely need to get Spongeman to give us Abe a Dragon Gate in some form or fashion. Yes, uh, all, all of those things. Uh, put all of these guys together in like a raffle, and whichever two names you draw, <laughs> we'll, we'll get a, get a match at the end of it. So I'm all for that. Uh, follow me at Viva underscore zero. Follow my show, my other show, Eastern Lariat, at Eastern Lariat. Especially go on there now. I don't care whatever happens with the website. Go on there because you need to vote in the half-year awards. I'm literally going to put that up as soon as we get done recording the show. So you got to go to the Twitter, vote for the awards. You can vote for Dragon Gate. You can vote for New Japan. You can vote for DDT. You can vote for Joshi Promotions, Deathmatch. You can vote for anything. As long as it's, as long as it's in Japan, there's always somebody who votes for American Wrestling in there. But that's okay. But uh, don't be that dude. Do not be that guy. Be the one who votes for the Japanese wrestler. And we'll, we have a lot of things. We name the awards. Things are getting prestigious. It's going to be a good time uh, for the half-year awards. Me and Striga will do a show on that in a week or so. And, yeah, uh, Lucha Talk also has a new episode. We're going to preview, or well, we already previewed uh, the Triple Mania Tijuana show, uh, main evented by Kenny Omega versus Iodo Vikingo uh, in a rematch for their Dynamite match. And... We talked about Fantastica Mania Mexico, which already happened. It was a tremendous show. I saw it. I uh, give it a couple weeks, and they'll be on YouTube. You got to see Desperado versus Mascara Dorada 2.0. Uh, you know that's a, that was an amazing match. One of the best in Mexico all year. Naito was on the show. You got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, and I think that's about it. Oh, wrestle update. Me, me and Scott. Uh, you know, we oh, did a show God. about Money in the Bank. We talked about Ronda Rousey cosplaying Fujita terribly, but by far the worst gear, I think Amy would definitely agree, was Matt Riddle and his uh, the abomination of his of his hairstyle that he came out with on there. But and we talked about it all. I, I think I channeled her a little bit in spirit during that segment uh, going in there. I like to think so. Thank you for giving me someone to inspire. You know, someone to inspire me in my quest to be fashionable. To be, uh, you know, that. So I'm trying to do everything. I've got the wrestling stuff down, but now I've got to look good. Those are the two things that I care about most now, and I'm trying to go on that journey. And hopefully, you all will with me too. And thank you for going on the journey of the Dramatic Dream Dragons with us all here. Yeah, thank you, Amy, for coming on. You are, of course, welcome on anytime you want. 
thank you for filling filling in for Yannick. Um, we are, of course are gonna be we are the the dramatic green dragons are heading into a very hot season with this after this show <laughs> the July July is gonna be very big for the dramatic green dragons. We have recipe pan coming up. Me and Yannick did a very special preview of that with a special guest uh, earlier this week. I have uh, scheduled the DDT guide to drop sometime this uh, this week, so you will you will have that to look forward to after you've done listening to this show. And with that being said, w- until next time, we'll see you next weekend uh, after the King of Gate opening rounds and Biden Zero. And until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go!